We got a lot of great things uh, planned today, and um, what we're going to do now is we're, uh, we've been preparing and praying for our uh, baby dedications, the child dedications. Uh, so we're going to we're going to do that today. So we're excited. It's such a blessing. Uh, Seeing God, uh, what God's doing, and, and, and families just growing and growing and growing, and it's, it's just it's such a blessing to our church, you know, to, uh, to, to have children, you know, children around, and um, it's just such a blessing. So we're going to do that today. So I'm going to call up the names here of uh, the parents and their children to, to come on up, and we're going we're gonna to have a time of prayer for them. So uh, if I could first start off here, we are going um, to have a... Uh, uh, Patrick and Ashlyn Govia, I bring up Olive, uh, who they're going to be dedicating this morning. You can make your way right up here on stage. Praise God. Amen. And then we have um, uh, Jose and uh, Jose and Andrea Peraza uh, dedicating uh, Leah Peraza today. Praise God. Amen. Make your way up here. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We have uh, Sophia dedicating uh, Faith Contreras and Zara Mena. So, um, Sophia, if you could make your way up, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And we have uh, uh, Sade and Natalie uh, Guterres uh, dedicating Noah Sade Guterres. Make your way up today, praise God. Amen. And then um, we have uh, uh, Brother Rodolfo and Jessica Vigil uh, dedicating Ali Amari and Andrea Jane. Praise God. So make, make your way on up. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So this is exciting, isn't it? It's a blessing. Amen. We see, and we're going to have our pastors make their way up today. Praise God. We see, uh, this is revival right here, what God's doing. And, and, you know, this is the next generation. Amen? And we do this, and I want to share a scripture. I want to share a scripture uh, with y'all. Everyone looks great. Look at these kids. Don't they look beautiful? Amazing. Amen. Make your way. Amen. Let's, let's go ahead and line up here. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share a scripture with you as we, as we prepare to pray today. Amen. There's a story in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter, uh, chapter 1, and it was a story about Hannah. And she was heartbroken because she couldn't have children. She was barren. And the Bible goes on to say that this was, this was Hannah's prayer, okay? It says, and she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, she said, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, uh, his hair will never be cut. Now, haircuts are okay. This was Hannah's prayer, okay? So haircuts are all right. And, verse, and then it jumps in 1 Samuel 1.20. In due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. And when the child was weaned, now listen to this. Hannah took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh. Took him to the tabernacle, okay, to the, to the house of God. They brought along a three-year-old bull for the sacrifice and a basket of flour and some wine. After sacrificing the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. And she said, sir, do you remember me? She said, Hannah asked. I am the woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy. He has granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord 
there. So it's a beautiful story of what Hannah did here. She dedicated, she was so grateful and she made a decision to dedicate her child to the Lord. And that's what's taking place this morning. Making a decision to dedicate your children to the Lord for the, for the use of the Lord. Whatever God uh, would desire, however he wants to use them. And the beautiful truth, and how many know this, is that God has a plan and purpose for each and every one of these children. Can you say amen? We believe that. <laughs> Praise God. So what we're going to do now is we're going to pray and and I pray that the, the Lord would sear this image in all of our hearts because we're going to pray right now, but we're going to continue to pray as a ch- our church. We're, we're, we're a church family. We're going to continue to pray for each and every one of these children. Please remember them in your prayers. And I believe and I know that God has something great for each and every one of them and for the parents as well. And God's going to equip you. You know, sometimes we wonder what to do in, in all these different situations, but God's going to give you the wisdom and the knowledge to raise his children up in the way that he wants them to be raised. So he's going to give you all the tools, his Holy Spirit, uh, to guide and direct you. So if we could all stand, we're all going to participate uh, this morning in this time of prayer. And uh, we're going to believe God. So uh, we're going to have our pastors go ahead and uh, begin uh, coming and make your way up and helping us pray. And uh, please stretch out your hand and join us in this prayer, church, as we all uh, believe God today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Father, we're so grateful today, Lord God. Oh, Lord, for the wonderful work that you're doing, God, in my brother and sister's lives, oh, God. This morning, Father, I pray for your, Lord God, your strength upon them, my God, for your anointing, God, to be the parents that you've called them to be, Father God. Praying for this beautiful young child, my God, for your blessings, for your protection each and every day of his life, that you would meet every need, Father God, that in all ways you would provide, God, that you would bring strength, Father God. Oh, God, and that you would, Lord God, lead his parents, Father God, that you would equip them, my God, Give them wisdom, my God, each and every day. Father, we're so grateful, my God, for the power, Father God, of your Holy Spirit, God. Praying for your covering, oh God, in Jesus' name, my God, upon this wonderful couple, my God. Oh, Father, that you would continue the good work that you've begun, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the promise, my God. We thank you, Father, for how you've blessed their lives, oh God, in Jesus' name, Lord. We pray for good health. We pray for anointing. We pray for blessings, Father God. We pray for continued strength, oh Father. In Jesus' name, my God, we're so grateful, Father God, for the promises, Lord God, that you give us, my God. Praying, Father, for continued wisdom each and every day of their lives, oh Father God. We pray for a hedge of protection, Father God. Lord, for your covering, my God, for your guidance, Lord God, for good health each and every day, my God. Praying, Father God, that you would provide, Lord God, in every way, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the promises, my God. The promises of God are yea and amen, oh God, and we just thank you, Lord Jesus, Father God. We praise you, my God, for your blessings, my God. We thank you right now, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Father God, we're grateful, my God, for the blessings, Father God. We're grateful, Father, for the promises, my God, that you bestowed upon each and every family here, Lord God. Each and every child, Father God. Lord, we're so grateful, my God, for your manifold blessings, oh God. And Father, I pray right now, Lord God, Lord, for your anointing. Father, for your strength, Father. Lord, for your power, Lord God. In each and every decision, Father God, that each of these parents, my God, would consult you, Father God, that they would lean, Father, on your direction, my God, that you would strengthen them. Hallelujah. Church, let's give God praise today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give God praise in this place. Father, we worship you, Lord, right now. We thank you, my God, for your blessings. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What a beautiful picture. And I want each and every one of you to know that that we're going to continue to pray for you. 
uh, that we're here for you. You know, uh, there, there are many workers that just have a heart here for, for children. I mean, I thank God all of my children in nursery right now being blessed, being taught the things of God. And amen, it takes a village. Praise God. Uh, after the service, we have a special area set up for each and every one of you, uh, a photo backdrop and refreshments just for you to come and join us and just fellowship uh, in God's presence. Amen. So thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You can make your way down. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. The wonderful things that God is doing. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's exciting. Can you say amen? Amen. Exciting. Praise God. Amen. You could be seated this morning. You know, and in, in this, um, this same light as, as we're talking about, uh, I want to share a message this morning. Uh, and we're going to read out of Judges chapter 13. So if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn there. Judges chapter 13. Everyone looks great. You look refreshed. You know, we got up this morning and uh, f- for some reason it was a little bit easier this morning. You know, we, we have three young children and they woke up uh, peppy, they woke up talking, it was just, it was easier. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, what, a, what an easy morning. And then I remembered the time change. <laughs> we got an extra hour of sleep, so hopefully everyone feels refreshed. Uh, it's good to see everyone here. So Judges chapter 13, we're going to read verse 1 through 5, then we're going to pray that God helps us tonight as we get into his word. Judges chapter 13, verse 1. The Bible says this, again the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines who oppressed them for 40 years. In those days, a man named Manoah from the tribe of Dan lived in the town of Zorah. His wife was unable to become pregnant. They had no children. The angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said, even though you have been unable to have children, You will soon become pregnant and give birth to a son. So be careful. You must not drink wine or any other alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and his hair must never be cut. For he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. And listen to this. He will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. And this morning, I want to minister a message entitled, Created for a Purpose. If you could with me, let's bow our heads as we pray. Father, we're grateful, God, for what transpired this morning, God. We thank you for the decision of these wonderful families, God, to to raise their children in the things of God. Father, we pray for your continued anointing upon them and strength, Father. And I pray, Lord, today as we dive into your word, God, give us understanding. Holy Spirit, bring revelation. Direct us, lead us, Lord God. Help us and teach us, Father God to serve you the way you want us to serve you, Father God, and to be an influence in this world, my God. Father, we're so grateful for the purpose you've given us. We thank you. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. We all say amen. Amen. Created for a purpose. There was a recent poll that took place, and it it revealed that 89%, that's nearly 9 out of 10, of young people ages 16 to 29 believe that their lives have no meaning or purpose. 89%. Now you think of that, that's such a a dire uh, statistic. You know, you think about purpose. Purpose is everything. You know, when you go to your job every morning, it, it makes such a difference if you go there showing up with purpose to do that work that you have for that day. 
But when you show up and there is no purpose, it kind of takes, takes the wind out of your sails. There's something so powerful about having purpose. Purpose is so important in our lives. And I believe there's this day and age that we live in. It shows an epidemic of people. And according to the statistics, uh, specifically young people and many children who are going through this life with no purpose. Now, as we look into God's word, we understand that we are, we are all born for a purpose. Can you say amen? You have a purpose in this world. No matter who you are, if you could hear the sound of my voice, you have a, per, a perfect purpose in this world, a reason that God created you, a reason that, the, the reason that you're taking up a little bit of space in this world. It's all for a purpose for you to contribute something so when that day comes for you to leave, that it'll be a little more different than when you got here. God has a purpose for everyone in this world. And this is good news. This is good news for you this morning. Perhaps you're in this place or you can hear my voice and, and you've walked in this morning and you feel that you don't have a purpose or, or you question what your purpose is in this world. God, why did you create me? Why am I here? You may ask yourself that, but it's for a specific purpose that he created you and only you. He has a plan for your life. In Psalms 57, 2, the Bible says, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. And I believe this is a desire that each and every one of us should have, that God's purpose for my life will be fulfilled. See, I have my own ambitions. I have things I like or I want to do. I have all these different things, you know, so many different emotions, desires, and ambitions. We all have them. But I want to pray and I want to know, God, what is your purpose for my life? Why am I here? Why have you created me and what do you want me to do in this world? The psalmist writes here, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. I thank God for the parents that, that came up today because they want God's purpose to be fulfilled in, the lives, in their lives and also the lives of their children. Isn't that such a beautiful thing? It's a beautiful desire. They've come up here with purpose to dedicate their children to the Lord so that whatever God would desire and however he would desire to use those young lives, that God would do it. And we know it's for a good plan. God's plans and pur purposes are great. It's a blessing to see. And it's a blessing to see that, that they lean on the Lord, their heavenly Father, to direct them, to guide them. Because Father knows best, right? God knows best. God knows best. He knows what, what he desires for your children, for your loved ones, for those that you have influence over. He knows the desires that he has for you and I. And it's so important that we live this life with purpose. See, in our text, there in Judges chapter 13, Manoah's wife went from being down and out. She desired a child, and she, she was wanting a child. She went from down and out to, to God's ultimate blessing in her life, and, and I don't know if you know this as you read on in the story that this, this scripture was talking about Samson. And we've all heard of Samson. We've heard of Samson in Sunday school and the Bible stories and the great ways that God used him. Samson, who was so strong in the spirit of God and God used as a judge of Israel, it started with the desire that Manoah's wife had to have a child. So it went from her being down and out to God blessing her and her becoming the mother of Samson one of the greatest judges of Israel. See, sometimes we, we can lose sight of it 
the full plan that God has for our life. You know, you see, you see your little rugrats running around. There's purpose for them. You know, they're not always going to be that age. Samson was that age at one time, but God did something powerful in his life and used him in such a powerful, magnificent way to where we hear his name today. We hear him uh, talked about in Sunday school, the great strength of Samson, but it started with the desire of Manoah's wife and Manoah, his parents. See, parents, we need to instill in the lives of our children that they were created by their Father God for a powerful purpose in this life. Each and every one of your children it's a purpose and there's a plan for them. And I think when we, when we have that understanding that it'll help us become more purposeful in our, in our rearing of those children and raising them up, the things that, that we allow them to do or not to do, the places we allow them to go or not to go, the things that we teach them, the ways that we guide them and lead them, I believe as we keep this, in, this truth in our mind that, that it'll help change the way we raise those children. It'll give us that much more purpose. Then it becomes true that there's a reason behind everything you do and you don't do. It's because of the purpose of God. See, this purpose will reveal itself as time goes on. In Judges, uh, in our text, Judges chapter 13 and verse 5, the latter part of that scripture, the Bible says, is, as uh, the angel spoke to Manoah's wife and talking about uh, Samson, it says, For he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. He will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. Wow. What a powerful purpose. See, at that moment, God didn't download each and every day of his life and what it was going to be about in each and every situation. But the angel told Manoah's wife that he'll begin to rescue Israel. And see, it takes faith to raise children as God would want them to be raised. It takes faith. See, we understand the word of God. See, I don't, I don't know what's exactly coming tomorrow or, or the next day for my children, but I, but I know that, that it's God's desire, desire to fulfill his will in their lives. It's his desire. And God's going to use me. He's going to use my wife. He's going to use many of you, even in, as they're in Sunday school today, being taught to help guide them into truth through the word of God. For he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth, and he will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. I believe that's all Manoah's wife needed to hear at that moment. Like, wow, God's going to do something powerful in this young boy's life. And it's the same for you and I. You know, I remember, uh, many of you know my story. I got, I got saved as a, as a young teenager. And I remember... Uh, coming up here to, to Norwalk back, this was back in the 90s or so, and uh, we were having, there was a monthly service taking place at Excelsior High School. It was way back in the day. And I remember, I, I can't tell you that day what was preached. Uh, I can't tell you the songs that were, that were sang at that particular worship service. I, I, can't, I can't remember the, the people that I talked to that day or those that I fellowshiped with. But I do remember one thing about this moment as I was sitting there in that, in, at Excelsior High School many, many years ago. And I came to the realization, and, I, and it was a revelation in my life, that God has given me purpose. I'll never forget it. I had a revelation right there that God had given, has given me purpose. I remember being a young child and, and, and just thinking, you know, what is my, my reason uh, for existence here in this world? And see, our children think these things. 
Their minds go sometimes as they, as they start to grow up. They're starting to have these, these thoughts. And I believe it's such a pivotal moment for you and I to, to be there at the right time, to give them inspiration through the word of God, to let them know that God's given them a purpose, that it's not for no reason that they're here on this earth, but God has given them a plan and a purpose. And I'll tell you what, God didn't reveal what I was going to go through in 10 years or 20 years from that moment. He didn't reveal that I was going to be where I am today, praise God. He didn't reveal any of that. He didn't reveal that, that I was going to have two young daughters and a son and a beautiful wife. He didn't reveal any of that, but I know he, he's told me that he gave me purpose. And that is all the revelation that I needed at that moment. Man, that changed my outlook on every situation. That changed my, my outlook as being there, a student in my high school, a Christian in a secular high school, doing my best to serve God there, wherever he had me. It gave me purpose. See, church, we have to understand, we have to know that you have purpose in this world. You have purpose. God has purpose for your children. And I believe as we get up each and every day with that understanding that God has a reason and a job for me here in this world, that it's going to change the way that we live. See, with this purpose, we also have to seek God's instruction. As parents, and again, so thankful what took place and transpired, these parents up here this morning were seeking God's instruction for their children. Because how many know that, that ultimately they're God's children? Can you say amen? My children, there are my children, but, but they're God's children. I love them to death, but God loves them a million times more than I could ever love them. They're God's children. He has a plan and a purpose and a perfect plan for their lives. And, and I understand and I know that I need to seek God's instruction so that I could train them up in the way that they should go. And God's word is full of promises and instructions for you and I. See, in the story of Samson here in our text, again, one of the greatest judges in Israel, we hear about Samson, we hear about the stories. He killed so many people with, with the jawbone of a donkey. You read about that story, that, that, that a lion tried to attack attack him and he ripped the lion asunder by the jaws because of the strength that God gave him. We read these stories, but do we remember before Samson, there were his parents. There was Manoah and his wife. See, we don't hear about them too often. We hear about Samson, the exploits, the miracles, man, the way God used him. But where did it start? It started with his parents. It started with his desire in his mom's life to be blessed with a child. See, there may be a time where our children will surpass us in, in, in skill, in influence, in godly influence, maybe in anointing, maybe in the gifts, whatever it may be. But understand that God has given us a part to play in preparing them for that. And I know it's the desire of every parent that our children would far surpass us in anything that we've been able to do. See, it started with the parents. We think about Jesus, our loving Savior, miracle worker, raised people from the dead, healed the sick, died for you and I so that we could be made whole and forgiven and set free. Thank you, Jesus. We remember Jesus. We, we, he's our Savior. He's our loving Savior. But do we remember Mary and Joseph, who God entrusted? See, Jesus didn't just come to this earth as an adult. He was a child. He was a baby. He was a toddler. 
He probably wanted to, to get into things that, that, were, that were harmful for him. And so his parents had to be there to, to direct him, to nurture him through God's power and God's strength. Mary and Joseph had a great responsibility for they were the parents of the Messiah. The great prophet Samuel, who we're going to read about in a moment, who we read about uh, as part of our dedication service, powerful prophet of God in Israel. But do we remember his parents, Alkanah and Hannah? A powerful responsibility they had to prepare their children for what God had for them. Now in our text in Judges chapter, chapter 13 and verse 8, the Bible says, Then Manoah prayed to the Lord. I want you to look at that. Manoah prayed to the Lord. Manoah prayed to the Lord. He prayed to the Lord, saying, Lord, please let this man of God come back to us again. He's talking about the angel that first revealed himself to Manoah's wife. So he prayed. He prayed to the Lord. Let the angel come back to us again. And listen to what he says. And give us more instruction about the son who is to be born. Manoah was like, his wife told him that an angel appeared to me and said that we're going that, that to have a child and God's going to use him powerfully. So Manoah was like, man, God, let, let that angel come back so he could give us more instruction. And believer, brother and sister, parent in this place, or guardian, or, or, or whatever godly influencer you are in this place over the lives of perhaps younger people and those around you, that should be our prayer Pray to the Lord, Lord, give me more instruction about this person who who I'm blessed to influence. Give me more instruction about my children who, who I can lead. God, give me more instruction. This was his prayer, and this should be our prayer. God, give me give me your instruction, God, because God, I don't want to be impulsive. I don't want to be emotional when I'm, when I'm you know, raising my kids or, or making decisions. God, I want it to be based on your word. God, give me instruction. Because we could all make bad decisions decisions we could be people of impulse we could act on emotion sometimes that's okay a lot of times it's dangerous god teach us and god help us and then listen to this in verse 9 of judges 13 god answered manoah's prayer and the angel of god appeared once again to his wife listen to what she was doing she was sitting in the field i get the picture here that manoah's wife was was a woman of prayer that she was there in the field. Now, it doesn't say specifically, but I believe that she was there seeking God. Perhaps she was seeking God of this revelation that she had. And the angel of the Lord appeared to her again. So Manoah prayed to the Lord, and I believe Manoah's wife was praying. And this is the, the, the daily posture that you and I should have, church. Pray for our children. God, give me instruction, Lord, in all things for our jobs, for our careers, for our ministries, you know, our, our day-to-day lives, whatever we're doing. God, give me instruction, Lord. Give me instruction for this day because how many know we can mess things up? We can make bad decisions. Again, we could act off impulse. We could act off emotions. We could, we could make rash decisions when we're angry or when we're emotional, but we should always pray, Lord, give me instruction. Give me your instruction for my life. I think of the, the beautiful moments when... when our beautiful three kids when when they were born and you know when it was time to go we were you know we were there you know as, as it goes in the hospital a couple days or however long it was and it's time to take them home and there they go the nurses all right good luck <laughs> the rest is up to you we did our part we had them for a couple of days 
The rest is up to you. You know, they didn't slap a, an instruction page on their back and put them in the car seat and they're, all right, here's your day-to-day -day instructions. No, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And how many know we have God's word to help us figure it out? But each and every day, man, you got to figure it out. They say things that just throw you for a loop sometimes or they're, they're, they do things like, what, what were you thinking? They weren't thinking. That's what it was. It's an adventure. It's exciting, but it's crazy. We should often pray each and every day for our children. We should pray for their future. We should pray for a hedge of protection and covering over their life. We should pray for spiritual revelation in their lives. Pray for their future. Pray for their careers. Pray for their future husband or their future wife. Pray for direction. Because your prayers, they work eternally. You know, we sometimes think we pray and, and, and it's just gone and, and we forget about it. But your prayers are always working. So continue to pray for them. I pray, one of the prayers I have for my children is, is Lord, that they would learn to hear and know your voice. They would, they would listen to you, that they would, they would hear your voice, that they would, they would hear and feel the leading of your Holy Spirit, and they would be sensitive to that. Because I, I, I can't be with them 24-7, especially when they get older, but God's with them 24-7. The Holy Spirit's with them 24-7, and I pray that they would learn to hear his voice so that they will be saved, they will be successful in all that they do. Pray for wisdom to help raise him. James 1.5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Pray for wisdom. God will give you wis wisdom. Guardian, parent, he'll give you wisdom. Manoah, as the story goes on in Judges 13.12, it said, so Manoah asked him, uh, he was talking to the angel, when your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life and work? This is a powerful question that Manoah asked the angel, what kind of rules should govern his life and work? And I think this, is, this was a, a, a powerful attitude and a question that Manoah had. And this should be, I believe, our question for our children. Right? God didn't just, just entrust them to us to just let them do whatever they want. There should be things governing their lives. Can you say Amen. I remember growing up, I remember my parents, I remember my mom, I mean, giving me instruction. She, 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 she told me the things that I could do and I couldn't do, the, the places that I could go and I couldn't go, when I'd have to return home. And, you know, based on being a young child, right, you want to just do whatever you want to do. That's what, that's what kids do. They want to do whatever they want to do. But God didn't give me that job to let them do whatever they want to do. God gave me instruction to help govern their lives. So he said, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life? And work. See, we always have to train and lead our children to live by the principles in God's word that will govern their life and work. Godly principles right here. As time goes on, truth, quote unquote truth, right, in this world has become more and more subjective. It's based on how you feel, they may say, many may say. It's based on what's good for you. But church, we can never get away from the fact that God's word is 100% true always it always will be and this is what we could build on church what we should build on these are the things that should govern the lives of our children us as parents and guardians this god's word should be what governs us to govern our children 
See, I believe we live in a society in a day and age where people don't want to be governed or they don't want to answer to anybody anymore. Rules, what are those? Throw those out the window. Whatever feels good to you, do it. That's the attitude that, that the world has taken on today. And it manif manifests itself in the lives of young people. But God didn't call us to do that. Believer, parent, guardian, ministry leader, worker, aunt, uncle, whoever you are, God has called us to, to be an example and to preach his word and let the word of God govern our lives and let us encourage those, and those around us to let it govern their lives as well. The Bible says in Psalms 119, 104, your commandments give me understanding. No, one, no, no wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God's word is there each and every day for us. In Psalms 127, verse 3, the Bible says this. As we talk, we're talking about children and dedicating children this morning. Children are a gift from the Lord. Their reward from him, children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is a man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. See, it's a powerful scripture. And one thing I think about, I have a picture when I think about arrows, that when they're made, they have to be made straight. If an arrow is to fly straight and fly true, it has to be made straight. And it also tells me that there's a time... And I can relate this to, to parents in this place. There's going to be a time for you to prepare your children for whatever God has for them. And we're given the blessing of, of, of a few years to do that. We don't have forever. It should really influence the attitude that we take when we're, we're raising them up because it's, it's, it's a finite amount of time. It's not forever. Prayerfully for their whole lives, we could speak into them, but there's going to be a time and a moment when they become adults and they're going to be able to apply what you've taught them or, or even more scary, what you didn't teach them. We don't have forever, church. We have to value each and every day, each and every opportunity, each and every moment that you have to sit by your, your, your beautiful young son or daughter and, and speak words of life to them. To tell them your testimony about what, what God did for mommy and daddy. How God changed their lives. How God gave them purpose. How God saved them. See, there's going to be a time of preparation. But there's going to be a time when you and I are going to just have to, to shoot them off and, and let them go. And let them apply what we've taught them through God's word. It's a scary thought, but no matter what. We, could, we always should be praying for our children, covering them, and understanding and holding on the truth of God's word. That when you and I train up a child in the way they should go, they won't depart from it. They may go through a crazy time. They may question certain things. But if the word of God is found in their hearts, they're going to be able to stand on that. As our worship team makes their way up this morning, thank you, Jesus. As we look here again in, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, as a story, as we were talking about Samson now, looking at Hannah and her life and her desire to have a child. We see, as we read this morning, as part of our dedication service, that she made a declaration in her life to dedicate her child to the Lord. She made a decision. And believer, in this place, we've been entrusted with things. 
Perhaps you're, you're a parent in this place and you're in the, the years of raise, raising your children. You've been entrusted with those children. Dedicate your life and their lives to the Lord to lead them so that they could be a powerful influence in this world. Or perhaps you don't have children in this place, but you're a guardian or you, you're in a place of, of influence, maybe with, with some youngers in, in your life or your neighbors or whatever it may be, or perhaps your grandchildren. Let God use your life to speak truth into their, their lives. Maybe your children are, are, are grown up and they're, they're, they're living their life, praise God. But you and I still have a place where we can influence others for the kingdom of God each and every day through a word of encouragement, a word of direction, a word of guidance. We all have a part to play. So this morning, as I speak to the parents who dedicated their children, it's an amazing thing that God's blessed you with. He's blessed you with children. With God's wisdom, he'll guide you and he'll lead you. He'll help you to raise those children, things of God. And when you have questions, all you have to do is, is call out to God. He gives us his Holy Spirit and his word to lead us. And I speak to the believer here that you made a decision to dedicate your lives to the Lord, and that's an amazing decision. But it's a daily decision that has to take place. And the blessing is, is that we're not alone in this world. God gives us his word and he gives us his Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. And we understand that we all have a purpose. We all have a job to do in this world. Each and every one of us, you got a job to do. And if we have a job to do, we have to get to work. We're gonna roll our sleeves up. Sometimes it's gonna be easy. A lot of times it's not gonna be easy. But no matter what, as we're obedient to God, God will continue to bless us. He'll strengthen us as we understand that we're all born for a purpose. And as we seek God, he'll give us his instruction. And as he gives us his instruction, we dedicate our lives each and every day to him. Say, God, use my life. God, you've blessed me to be in this world for a certain amount of years. And each and every day, God, help me to do what you've, you've asked me to do, what you've called me to do. And as we do that, whenever that time comes for us to leave and go into eternity, we're going to leave this world a better place where we've impacted others for the gospel, for the truth of God's word. So we all have to take on that responsibility this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give God praise, church, in this place. Let's give God praise in this place. Father, thank you for your word this morning, God. Thank you for your truth, God. Thank you for your power, God. Thank you, Father God, for your word and your Holy Spirit that guides us, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for the wonderful work that you've called us to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. God's given us a purpose. Can you say amen? He's called us. And believer, you and I understand this. We know this. But perhaps you're in this place and you're not following Jesus. You're not living for him. Perhaps you're living for yourself and whatever you deem is important or whatever makes you feel good. And maybe you, you put God on the shelf for however long it was, but you're ready. You wanna make a decision to serve God, to live for him. 
good news is, is that God paid the price for you. And he wants to receive you into his kingdom. He wants to reveal himself to you. But you just have to say yes. That's all you have to do. To let him into your heart and say yes. And as we're in a time of prayer right now with every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you in this place,